This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec the Third. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types, superheroes, and those seeking to become. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This episode features Allende Howell. Allende Howell is uh, many things, but we talk today because if you're listening the day it comes out, which is Monday the 24th, um, it will be screening through the American Black Film Festival. There will be links in the show notes to that, and you can actually vote for it um, as a fan favorite um, and support. Me and Allende go back to Seattle. Um, We were swimming in some of the same circles, and we both left Seattle around the same same time. I went to Virginia. He came to New York. Um, And then when I came to New York, he was still here uh, for a few years before moving out to L.A. But he is an actor. Um, He is now also a filmmaker. He is also uh, very experienced and innovative in the culinary arts, uh, specifically with vegan cuisine, but all things culinary. Um, he's the head honcho of Mac and Yeez. Yeah, and he's just an all-around creative dude. And so I saw that this movie, you know, was screening right now and that it was up for fan favorite. And so I reached out. We were able to make it happen. And I'm editing this on my birthday. It's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Um, happy birthday to anybody else who has birthdays. And I'm going to leave it at that. Because in the conversation, you'll hear that I was working on some writing yesterday. I had writing due yesterday. So right after I finish editing this, um, I I have to go and or I get the pleasure of going and hearing some of those new words read out loud. Shelter Theater Company. Um, So, yes, this is Sunday, August 23rd that I'm recording this. um, But you'll be hearing this on Monday, August 24th. And you can vote all week to support Augustus, the film. Um, And I really enjoyed the conversation that I had with Allende Howell. So, without further ado, this is Allende Howell. We're talking about the new short film, Augustus. Let's have a conversation. All right, cool. What's going on, man? How you doing? All right. Uh, You're in L.A. now, is that right? And if I remember, um, I know you were in New York because I saw you at one point, like when I first moved to New York. Um, And so when were you in New York and when did you go to L.A.? I was in New York from 05 to 12, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I finally got to New York in 08. So, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which was... The summer of the economic crash. I exactly. Mean, it was right not right. a fun time to to move here. <laughs> yeah, that was wild, man. But yeah. Know, like, just, I mean, it's similar. I guess it's similar to, to what we're going through today, but not, it's not as bad, I don't think, today. You know what was, I think the difference was, like, especially being new to New York and trying to find, like, survival jobs during that time mm-hmm. is it's like mm-hmm. uh either you were good during that time or you were struggling whereas now yeah. like this is like kind of like a collective everybody's affected by this one yeah um, yeah it's Very definitely true. you know hits differently there's definitely <laughs> it definitely hits differently but yeah. this is something even people that 
don't think it affects them, like you can get got by this one. Anybody can get touched. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To use New York slang, yes. Yep. <laughs> they could all get touched. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Cool, bro. Well, thanks for having me on this, bro. Yeah, man. It was, uh, I just saw um, it pop up. Um, so let's mm. talk about right now, because we'll have this up in time. People can support directly. Uh, but you have a short film. It's a short film, right? Um, yes, it's a short film. Uh, it's a short film. It's called Augustus. It's in um, uh, uh, ABFF, American uh, Black Film Festival. And we're in the emerging directors category, but we are eligible for a fan favorite award. Um, and cool thing, a tip for people who are making movies, our, our movie happens to start with A. So like we're at the top of the list everywhere because everything's alph alphabetical. So when you go to emerging directors, we're the first one. So it's easy to find, <laughs> easy to find. Um, right. but yeah, we're up for it. We're up for an audience award. I mean, and also like the, so we started, I started writing the film, I'd say at least two years ago. Um, or I, I, I decided to finish it, I'd say two years ago. So I had the idea um, and I was like, oh, maybe it's a series. Oh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a movie or maybe and then I, I'd done like three short films in 2017. And I was like, oh yeah, the short film. Cause like it, the short film is something you can do it. It's, it's doable and you get it out there and it's just, you know, it, it's, it's a lot easier. So I decided to write it as a short film and it just kind of turns out that it, it happened to be very timely, you know, um, when it was done, which is hard to, to do with the film, you know, because like I said, you know, writing it a couple years ago, coming up with the idea at least like three years ago um, or the rough idea of it, you know, and then just like, you know, following through all the way to the point where like, okay, it's, it's, it's done. And like, oh, it also happens to be timely. It was like kind of a blessing, you know? Um, so what's the film about exactly? So the film is about, I mean, there's, you know, there's a, there's a twist, so I can't give it all away, but I will mm -hmm. say this. It's about a man who risk everything to save his family, but also sort of preserve what he sees or, or try to uh, of, um, overt what he sees coming, right? So it's about, obviously it's about black people. It takes place in the 1800s, but it has a, um, it has a, a sort of a, a magical realism element to it as well. Um, and it's, this is a it's a it's a really good film and and it's it's like 15 minutes so you know you can go check it out uh but it was but it was uh it was fun to do we shot it in virginia um last fourth of july or last leading up to fourth of july i think we, we wrapped on fourth of july last year what part so of virginia uh richmond and then uh hmm. petersburg uh when i left seattle when i went back to school i went to vcu which is in richmond virginia okay yeah so very yes. familiar yeah yeah um, where all the old stuff is, you know, like all mm -hmm. the old stuff is there. So yeah, yeah, that was, and I had shot there before uh, something, a period piece, and I and I, I knew it was there. And I, I didn't really realize, I guess, like taking on a period piece, you know, in itself, that in itself is a whole thing. And then, you know, uh, just getting, getting through production and all that. I mean, we had talked, we had talked about like maybe trying to shoot it out here in LA, but you know, the air is different in Virginia. Like the, the, it just feels different there. Right. And, and it translates, you know, on film really well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's funny though, like not knowing what the twist is, but knowing that it's kind of a period piece and kind of dealing with abolition and, you know, freedom 
Mm-hmm. And that being timely, of course, now. But the other thing about that is, like, for Black people in America, there really hasn't mm-hmm. ever been a time where it's not been timely. Right. You know? And that's, you know, yeah. And that in, therein lies, you know, uh, the, the rub, you know? Because it's, like, finding a way to tell those stories in a, in, in a way that, A, is unexpected, right? Um B, you hope that it's not going to, you know, be timely. You also hope that it's not exploitative, right? Mm-hmm. As a creator, and as a, there's, a, there's this thing that's going around in, in the Black creative community of like, oh, we don't want to look back. We only want to look forward. We don't want to deal with anything that deals with history or slavery, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's my circle. I don't know. Maybe that's the I, circle. I feel you on that. And like, I've been, I've been one of those people sometimes in, yeah. for example, I think it depends. Like, cause it's like, you do have to look back in order to know where you've been and plan. But um, sometimes what I feel what happens with Hollywood sometimes, for example, 12 Years a Slave, Mm -hmm. beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. My problem with it wasn't the movie itself. Mm -hmm. It was like what it felt like to me is that that came out the same year as Fruitvale Station. Mm -hmm. And Fruitvale Station is, again, dealing with those same issues. And um, Fruitvale Station, and I know that it's partially the politics of when Fruitvale Mm -hmm. came out, but also why did it come out then? Um, Mm -hmm. But basically, it felt like Hollywood, it it feels like sometimes as a country, um, Hollywood and people want to, like, look back sometimes more to, to say, oh, look how bad things were right. um, without looking at a movie that's like, yo, we're dealing with the same things are. are. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And that was, you know, that was marrying those two things was kind of, you know, was the goal in this. In mm-hmm. this you know, then also like, I'll go back and say there, there's always a different perspective to be had on the black experience and the, the diaspora, you know, because a, we're not a monolith. And then also, I mean, I think at least one to two movies about World War II come out every year. Mm-hmm. Every year. Jojo Rabbit, great movie. I just saw it recently. Um, saying that to say that there's, there are A, millions of stories, and there's B, millions of perspectives on stories, right? And, you know, because you, 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 get into the Hollywood system, you know, there are, there's definitely, that's a whole different level of, right. of money and preference and what people want to see and whatnot, you know, and who gets what and why, you know, awards or nominations or what have you. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's not something that is how it looks on, on, on its face. Right. Um, but none of that, I think, should stop a person from telling stories. Like, I didn't, you know, like, even when I was writing this, I was like, this is crazy. Like, nobody's going to nobody's gonna think this is, you know, this is good, you know. And I kind of talked myself out of it for months, almost a year. I talked myself out of finishing it. And then I was like, okay, let me just finish the idea and, and, and put it out. And I think that's a big part of just being a professional artist as well. It's like, it's not really, because it's not about you, right? It's about, mm-hmm. like, what's coming through you and somebody else needs to hear it you just happen to have the antenna and the the disciplines to do it right yes that's, that's how i started looking at you know after you know getting advice from from a mentor and like just kind of like oh okay that's how i should look at art and art production not necessarily like are people gonna like me are we gonna think about me it's like this is the idea i'm trained enough to execute this idea 
to the best of my ability, do that, put it out, then move on to make the next thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause like, that's what it is, man. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting talking to you uh, because like I finally, I've been embracing the multi hyphenate like moniker, which mm-hmm. I don't know how long that's been a term. Um, <laughs> but, but it's also funny because it's kind of, a, I'm seeing people identify it. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh, there we go. Mm. Um, but I feel like a lot of people have always been that and you definitely, so, (laughs) um, so for people listening who don't know about you, um, why don't you talk about your journey a little bit? Oh man. From the Seattle days too, huh? Um, (laughs) um, yeah. So, I mean, my, my roots are, my roots are in food. Uh, I think, Mm Uh, that was like the first thing that the first time like my creativity sort of was activated uh, i grew up in a family of restaurants and chefs and stuff and so i started cooking uh at a uh, about 13 i started getting exposed to the kitchen and whatnot um through a family business and then grew, expanded on that ended up being uh having a cafe in seattle for uh about five five years five six years um, in Seattle, I was there for like five or six years, and then I, I moved to New York. But in that time in in, in Seattle, what I really sort of came into what even, was the name of that spot again? It was called uh, Hillside Quickies Vegan Sandwich Shop. Hillside, yeah. Hillside, I was like Hilltop yeah. or Hillside. There we Hillside. go. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was I was like thinking Hilltop, but I was like, but it wasn't on the top of the hill. Right, right, right. No right. Hilltop. That's the neighborhood in Tacoma that I grew up in. Yes. Hilltop. So yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so during that time, I'd also, I, I was DJing a little bit too, back then I started DJing uh, early on. So that was like the little things I was dabbling in. But when I got into the shop, um, I started meeting different people and spoken words started taking off in Seattle. And, um, I was like, oh, this is really, this is a, this is a really cool thing. And you know? did you, was there ever spoken word at that spot? Cause we I did feel have like-, like a random month. Nope, it never was. It never was consistent, but we did have events there for sure. Because I feel like I met you there first, probably. There was another place around the corner that we did mm-hmm. verbal tea at. Verbal tea, was yes, the, was that the one. Yeah, big spoken word night. Yeah, yeah. So we did verbal tea, which was like a monthly spoken word thing. It was just like it got like super popular too. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we did. I did that for like at least a, a year, a year and a half, two years, you know. And we would perform around Seattle and stuff. It was like a little collective of writers and poets and singers. And um, that was sort of that was like my uh, uh, initiation, I think, into like the performing arts. You know, uh, I just wrote a poem one day because, well, it wasn't random actually. I was dating one of the girls that was in the scene, one of the female poets that was in the scene. And she was, you know, classic artist, very, uh, how should we say, eccentric. Um, <laughs> and, and then when we, uh, you know, when it, it came to, a, to an end um, in, in such a way that like, I still had a bunch of shit to say. And I was like, well, let me just try, just try my hand and write it as a poem. So I wrote it as a poem, I got up, I did it. Um, and people were like, oh, that's really good, man. You should continue to do this. And so I started writing. I, just, I didn't really know. You know, I was like, let me just try writing some, you know, my thoughts and feelings and stuff. And so from there, in hosting the open mic night, someone saw me. This guy named Malik Isaias, he saw me. He's in New York, too, actually. He's from Seattle. He's in New York. 
Um, but he saw me and he was like, yo, I think you could be in my movie. I was like, okay. I never acted before. I was like, all right, fine. I'll do it. So um, I did it, did the movie. And then I was like, oh, this is, this is cool. Like I thought, I used to think that you had to be special to like make movies. And like, it was like a, you had to be a certain place and people, but you know, we shot it on the weekends and like he directed it and edited and all this sort of stuff. And it came to look like a real ass movie. I was like, oh, I can, I can do that too. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around that time, I think um, it was about 05, 06. And I, I actually was like, I've done, I've, like again, cooking since I was 13. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I moved to New York and I was just like creating. I, I was, I was uh, started making music at that time and um, still doing spoken word and acting and just kind of doing creative stuff. Um, like I said, 05, late 05, 06. Yeah, I guess so. Well, 06. It must have been early. I think it was like, it must have been, it was winter time. It was like January, February or something. But it was anyway, um, you know, had a good little year or so there. Um, I, I landed another film there. I did, um, so the the guy, James Spooner, who did, who does Afropunk, he had, he did a second feature film called White Lies, Black Sheep. And I was the lead, the principal lead in that movie. Uh, which I landed when I got there. And um, it went through the festival circuit. So it never got distributed, but we went through the festival circuit and we showed it, bam, a few times and, you know, did the whole thing. Um, and then, not, uh, uh, you know, the economy fell apart and I had to like get a job. So I went back to cooking, actually. Went back to cooking and uh, I was an sh- exec chef in Manhattan for like three years and did like a two-year acting program in- while I was working there because i just have this thing of like if i'm gonna work for somebody i gotta use the money to better mm-hmm. self you know absolutely like, if you're gonna slave for somebody you gotta get something out of it so um so i did that and then um and then uh was cooking for for quite some time um you know kind of because all the independent film money kind of dried up all the money kind of dried up so i just you know i got a job um and then when i got back out here to uh, i left new york in 12 yeah 2012 early 2012 got back went back to seattle for like a year i was gonna try seattle and i was like ah seattle i like seattle and i was like no this ain't it it just didn't it just didn't seattle i mean the seattle you left is gone bro yeah bro they built over it it's like a whole new seattle i was like where is seattle yeah there's new people there's new literally whole new neighborhoods Mm -hmm. you know and it's just it's just very very different um so I was there recently for some family, like my mm-hmm. stepdad was injured, all this stuff. So I was there a few weeks ago and because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, like things are like, I guess it's way more quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are like this, like people who've old school people are like, this feels more like old right. Seattle just because right, right, the right. people that have been there are there doing their thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was, it's no, a trip it's- though. It's very, they, they did a lot. They put a lot of money in Seattle. Like mm-hmm. they, did a, they did a lot of, put a lot of money into that place. I'm like, oh, I see. I get it. You know, um, the new subway there too. Like, it's like, it's pretty dope. Um, but anyway, um, it didn't really, it just didn't fit. It just didn't, you know, I tried to like do my old things, go to my old places. It, it just was like, ah. So anyway, I came to LA. Um, still acting, still kind of figuring everything out, still cooking. Um, and I landed a, I, I, I booked a couple of roles. Um, one of them was the, was the, uh, playing 
playing Frederick Douglass actually in 2014, 2015, maybe 2015. Anyway, so that got me into doing all the research for the time period. And uh-huh. Reading all the books around the time period. And I just found some stories. I was like, I want to tell this story. You know, I want to tell this story. And I tried to get people to help to write it. I was like, here, can you write this for me? And they were like, no, I don't even know what you're thinking. You know, and I, and I, and I tried to write it myself. And you know, so that was a big part of just learning too, you know. And it was so it was funny too because I tried I tried my best to get somebody else to do it to help me and blah blah but nobody fucked with it, and you know and then I was like all right well I guess I got to do it myself and I think that's that's really like that really was a lesson for me too is like a people can't help you with your idea like you really have to do everything you can to get it out, and also you know I mean you hear people who are considered arrogant a lot say like you can't give me advice but that's really true though like you really can't. No one can give you advice about what you want to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you want to do. You already know it, right? The asking for advice is you doubting and wanting someone to validate the doubt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so once you just like, okay, this is as scary as it is. This is what I'm going to do. You know, it, it, does, it does translate. You know, it, it, it's hard. It was hard as shit. You know, I got on YouTube and bought some books and read some books and writing and referencing and, you know, and I finally, you know, get it to a place where, cause you know, you, all the arts are about the discipline, right? It's like you having the talent, everybody can have the talent, basketball player, uh, singer, artist, you have the talent, but like, once you get the discipline, you hone, you know, the, the skill of it. That's really where, I mean, there's nothing, you know, the only thing else you can do is just try to be prolific as, as prolific as possible. And then, you know, someday somebody will be like, Oh, this is great, man. I want you to do the next thing, the next thing. Now, do you think that your like discipline level, do you think you learned that like from your culinary experience? Do you think like any of that translated to? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, um, I mean, running a kitchen is, is very like um, high energy, you know, um, multitasking. You're always multitasking. I would say that the, the kitchen experience helped me a lot with like producing. It helps uh-huh. me a lot with producing because I had to, you know, independent, I had to produce the film too, right? Um, like, and, and, and finding the right element, the right pieces, right. Finding the right director to work with the right producer. And then, you know, and cause once you, once I found the right director that I wanted, every, the DP and the whole camera department just kind of came, fell into place. Right. So I didn't have to worry about all that other stuff cause he, he had the relationships, which was great. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think the culinary experience for what I learned from from being a chef is that, A, you have to have your systems in place. Everything, everybody has to do what they're supposed to do. Like, you know, when we started shooting, like, I'm like, I'm not producing anymore. I'm acting. I'm not, don't ask me about lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like when we got a wrap out of a location, like, let me just focus on delivering, you know, the acting part. So I got, I think I would say that, you know, chef work, has gotten me really good at compartmentalizing and um, and focusing on what needs what's needed at the time. I think that that so you didn't direct this one. Mm-mm, no, I think I that that's to. smart. Like I I love the idea of acting, directing, and writing, but I sort of feel like you should do two out of three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless I think it works in like you were talking about Hollywood being on another tier. It's like when there's yeah. that level of money where the directing right. can be like, 
You have a team underneath you. Listen, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Bradley Cooper was not worried about anything. That right. thing was like, okay, the DP is doing the directing. Here are my ideas. Right. I'm going to go be in the scene. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's, I'm certain that's how it is. Yeah. So until you get to, until I get to that level, yeah, I'm, I'm nah. Because directing is, you know, you also have, to, I think people underestimate directing a lot because mm-hmm. you have to really have an, a, a cinematic vocabulary. You know, you have to be able to tell the story visually. So as an actor and as a writer, I'm thinking about, as a writer, I'm thinking about how can I tell it verbally? As an actor, I'm thinking about how can I emote this, you know? But the, the director's like, well, if the shot is, is far away, it gives you the perspective of him being alone. I'm like, whoa, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you don't even, it's shit that you, you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's, for me, I love knowing what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like I have, I have ideas, mm-hmm. but I'm not a cinematographer to the point where I think like right. that. Right. And right. I also think um, it's also good. I think in, in theater also, if you were to do it, and I've worked with people who didn't listen to me on this, who were like, mm-hmm. I'm writing, directing, and, and I was in, I'm not even going to say who it was, but I was in his piece, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he did now he did want my input mm-hmm. like and i was an actor in it with him but mm-hmm. i'm like to me i also think there's something about having an outside perspective like yeah. i have a blind spot yeah you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think you have to because it's there it's they're an artist as well you know mm-hmm. and you know i've worked with a, i've worked with writer directors before and you know they're very they can be very megalomaniac ish you know every you know this is like you work with a writer director and it's like okay this is your thing right but, <laughs> you know and that's that helps because you know again it's like you have the vision right mm-hmm. but for me i had the vision of the story right um, and i didn't and i saw some scenes in my head but as far as like how <clears throat> you know again like this elements that you that are cinematic that you put that are put together and i'm like i would have never thought of that you know mm-hmm. and, I think, and, then, and that's and, and you know acting in in hollywood it's a collaborative town like people get they get very like oh i'm gonna do it the do it all myself thing is ego that i you know it's like you can't like if you have the money you can't like you know jody foster wants to fucking do it i get it but like when you're on this level and it's like i wrote i direct i act it's like yeah okay cool yeah which part of it is good though? And it's it's also yeah, and it's also like with Jodie Foster or somebody on that level. Even if they say they're doing it all on their own, there's right. a whole bunch of people that want to work with them that are right. helping. That and are, I think it's and bringing them great ideas. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I think that um, I think one thing that we we as filmmakers and actors tend to forget is to network laterally like there's you know the person who's yeah the guy the guy who directed me he he uh, i worked on his short film at usc like two or three years ago but the thing that i liked about him is that he he gets shit done because mm-hmm. you know how it is in the creative community right people want to do stuff or they want to have a lot of meetings about stuff and then there's people who get shit done yeah. <laughs> and i was like i fuck with you because you get shit done yeah you know yeah definitely yeah. That's something also like working laterally, like in New York, in classes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And 
like I'm very happy with the communities I'm involved with right now. But mm. one thing I try to ex- especially tell younger people I see, and it's something that I wasn't exactly understanding when I was younger either, um, mm. is of course, like if you can make connections with people who are a little bit further down the road, mm-hmm. but like don't like pay attention to everybody yeah. around you. Cause it's like yeah. the person next to you or the person you think is behind you, mm-hmm. they might jump light years ahead tomorrow. Like it really you does don't know work how like hungry. that. You don't know how hungry those people are, you know, mm-hmm. and, or what their, you know, opportunities may be and whatnot. And, and I think if you, when you connect on people with people at this level, you get a stronger connection because you're all, you're playing the same, you're playing at the same level, right? You know, yeah. and then down the road, it's not like, oh my God, you know, fucking uh, Chadwick Boseman used to live in the neighborhood um, that I lived in, 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 in Bed-Stuy. We used to see each other at the, at the at Bread-Stuy, the little local place that was there um, all the time. And I remember when he moved out here, he moved out and then he came back for like a while and he, he was like, Allende, there's a list out there. You got to get on the list. Like there's a list of black actors that they always call got to get on that list if you want to move you know you want to move up and really that's what i've been working on you know like he when he came out here he did it he he produced a film that he wrote you know he kind of got in the door and whatnot and i kind of went back to that blueprint i was like well shit i got ideas you know i can act i can you know made a little bit of money off commercials let's you know let's see what we got Mm -hmm. and and you really you know a lot of people don't understand how much initiative people take to get where they want to go you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, it's not as, it's never easy. Never. Yeah. And, and like you mentioning that, like, I guess I don't know. I haven't read that much on Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. but I've been following Chad, like from, mm-hmm. from when I saw him in like 42, James yeah. Brown, Black Panther. Yeah. I'm just sort of like, yeah, of course I'm I, like, I, I've been watching, paying attention to what he's been doing. And mm-hmm. I had no idea that he produced his own film, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, I, I, I think it was the one. It came out recently on Netflix. I, I think it was this one. The app. No, it was the one about being at war. It was a short film about him. He was at war. He was. A, he was like a veteran who came back, and it was like a you know, mm-hmm. this is a little thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I see, he still for to his credit, he still I still see him around. He's still cool. He still dashes me up, and it's like you know, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not Hollywood yet. So, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but no, I mean it's having your having a skill and just having you know access is not enough these days. You know, and people want to. I think people want a multi hyphenate. They want a smart creator in the room. You know, because you can bring more things. You know, you yeah. can bring more things. I mean, gone are the days of the the the, the lone movie star. I mean, mm-hmm. we have maybe like five of them left. You know, really. Who, who've never done TV, who, you know, you just bring them in to do the, you know, they're, they're just, they're movie stars. They, you know, you know, your DiCaprio, your, your um, Denzel, <clears throat> you know, Meryl Streep, um, you know. Uh, like, it's like, even like, I'm thinking of a big one right now, but he's hustling, like he's grinding mm. for it and kind of doing the motivational speaking thing. And that's The Rock. Oh yeah. Like he's not yeah. like even though yeah, he's a movie star, you Hustler. definitely Hustler, he's, bro. he's working hard. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah that was that's the thing that like I remember I saw. I, I um I had made friends with Saul Williams back in Seattle 
and um, when I would be in LA or whatever, I would hit him up, and I remember him taking me to a couple of a couple of parties, and I would watch him, and he was popular at the time, like people mm-hmm. knew who he was. I think he did a little stint on Girlfriends. He was a, but my man was working the room, like yo, you want to? Yeah, let me know. Let's collaborate on something. Let's make you know. He was all. He was like, hey, yeah, I'm I'm available. Let's let's work. It's it's always an open door. You yeah, know, especially when you got those eyeballs on you, because it's like you never know what's going to come next from it. And I and you know, I think back then in my 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 naivete, I was like, oh, well, you know, you get on like you just wait for the phone to ring. Nah, bro, no, you make it. You know, you got to make it happen. You know, I mean, who knows what it took for for Chadwick to get into a Marvel movie? You know, yeah. you know, or or you know, whomever. You know, and you can't plot. You can't tell anyone's path, you know, like, I don't no. know who's going to do what or, you know, you just you just never know. And like once uh, I think as well for me, like once I let go of like looking outside of myself for like what success looks like and start looking inside and just taking a little bit of from whatever I see. OK, this is a route. I can try that route. This is a route. Let me try that route. Mm-hmm. You know, and having fun in the meantime, because like, you know, you can't you can't spend your whole life just trying to get on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like a big conversation, a big thing I've been thinking about. Um, and it's take, you know, it's funny how long it takes to learn certain lessons sometimes, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. about basically having goals, but releasing outcomes. Mm, yeah. Like you can't yeah. control the outcome. You can't control the result, bro. What 2020? <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just look at 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay, go back and look at everybody's 2020 uh, January 1 post. It's like, 2020 vision, my year. Yes. Mm-hmm. 2020 was like, nah, player. <laughs> yeah. Different outcome yeah. for the world. Yeah. You know? But then what do you do with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is, I mean, this is the... Exactly. You got to adjust, you know? Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not sure how long you've been doing your podcast, but I know a lot of people are, are you know, pivoting into this world. Um, somebody approached me about doing it, but I, you know, so when 2020 came around, like I still work in food, I still sell recipes and stuff. Um, and of course, in acting and, and, and whatnot, both of my industries shut down, mm-hmm. done. been shut down since March, my mind. Yeah. So, um, I was, you know, making some, a little bit of money trickling here and there, but like massive cut of income. Massive. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so now I'm like, well, what else can I do? Like what other skills do I have? What, how else can I bring in, make sure I always have income or, or whatever. And also, you know, can be creative while I'm doing it, you know, cause I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not going to go back and get a job anywhere. I just got to figure out another way to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, 2020's been a, a, a very big uh, lesson-filled year so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and I think, like you said, I think everybody's sort of getting it. You know, I think everybody's sort of feeling that these days. So, it, yeah, and we still got a whole quarter and a half to go. So we'll see what. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- but I think it's been a good, like to me, it's been a good opportunity. Like that's how mm-hmm. I'm choosing to think about it. But yeah. like remembering on that releasing outcomes, you mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We think we know. And then yeah. the whole world can change overnight. Like literally, literally. And I feel like not, you know, so then the question is like, okay, so not knowing, the out, not knowing what comes tomorrow, then how does that affect your today? 
You know, mm -hmm. how does that really like tend to really remember that? I mean, I think we can, you know, we've been through a lot if it's been from the, you know, the pandemic to the, the, the uprising, what have you, to really um, understand like, <clears throat> it's just today. Like, theoretically, there'll be a tomorrow, but, and, and, and you know, the, wor the world, the world, we're not, nobody's stopping the universe, right? But our world, our constructs, are like constantly being dismantled, you know, constantly being dismantled. And, and even, you know, for people, you know, I know a couple of people who passed away from COVID. I mean, a lot of people's lives are changing day to day. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, it's just been like remembering that, remembering that and remembering to, to try to enjoy, like I said, enjoy life. Shit. And just enjoy summer. Shit. It's summer. It's still summer. It's summer in, you know, summer in New York is one of my favorite times, you know, like it's still summer, like, you know, like enjoy, just enjoy the, the earth, you know? Yeah. I was here. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, since we were talking about some of the things, some of the other things and projects, uh, where's the best place for people to follow you and okay. follow the various things you're involved with? Um, my Instagram, um, at a Y I N D E. It's just that, um, my name and, uh, you can click to click into everything else from there. Like I usually, that's like the hub and everything else comes from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And, um, there's something right now with the movie, something people can vote on. Right? Oh yes. Yes. So we are currently this week, this week up until the, uh, the 30th, um, we are screening at ABFF and American black film festival. And we are up for an, a fan favorite award. Um, I can send you the link. You can sure. Put it, yeah. Um, yeah. And just go and you, yeah. Yeah. Just go in and tag, uh, Augustus as your, your fan favorite. I mean, watch it too, but mostly vote. Yeah. <laughs> mostly vote. Um, yeah, I really want to, I really want to get an audience award out of this, out of this festival. Um, it was one I was really looking forward to. I was, you know, bummed that all the festivals got canceled in person this year, but you know, that was another thing. Like we got the film done and we were like festival circuit and like mm, <laughs> grand opening, grand closing, mm -hmm. but we've been doing well in the digital uh, festivals. Um, we've gotten a lot of, and we've been moving into these social justice film festivals too. Um, so it's been good. It's been good. And, and, and it's a, it's a good watch. It's very well produced. Um, I, it's a good story. And so I, I do hope that people get a chance to check it out and, and give us their vote. And so you've mentioned and it's called Augustus. Sorry. It's called Augustus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned uh, when we were first talking, this was like one of three different projects you did around the same time or was, oh, no, no, no. This was, those were just films I did with other people. Like okay. I was just, act, I was just acting in those other films. Like this mm -hmm. one is, this one is my, this is my first, yeah, this is my first short film that I've written. This is the first product project that we've that we've um that I've brought off of my hard drive into the world. Mm -hmm. So you know, I've written other ones, but but yeah, this is and it, it and I guess for me it doesn't feel like that, but it but yeah, this is the first one. And have you written any plays or anything before, or did you start? With uh, I wrote a couple one man shows that I've done. Um, it was a mix of like my old spoken word stuff and a little like stand up and you know that kind of thing. They were just they were more just like art pieces is just me figuring out what I was how to put it all together you know yeah um but yeah I did a, I did two other shows um two one-man shows um I might I'm thinking about reviving that I just gotta writing is hard man mm -hmm. 
<laughs> writing is hard. Well, you know, I'm <laughs> avoiding writing some pages right now. <laughs> um, yeah, my my dramaturg is probably gonna. Well, she won't be mad. She's cool. But yeah, yeah, um, it is hard. Yeah. It is, and it's also like anything else. Like when you first did some movies back in the day, when you mm. first see what it is, it's like it's it's just work and it's like just getting out of the way is like another thing yeah um you have to sit down and do it yeah but it's like yeah 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 i've been um i've gotten a little i got a little routine together so you know when i when i get into it i'm like okay i i usually i set a timer i'll do it for i'll write for like an hour yeah hour and a half you know Mm -hmm. max but but like i mean i'm locked in phones off everything's off you know just wi-fi is off i'm just i'm just working and then when i'm done i'm like i feel like i got it done mm-hmm. and i don't feel guilty about it. i can go over yeah. my day you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah which yeah. is today the guilt like i don't i don't know what's going well it's been crazy you know it's yeah. been covid it's been yeah. like apartment issues this past week but at the end of the day those are all excuses you know sure. still yeah. gotta just yeah. sit down and do that um yeah. but then the feeling after you do it yeah it does great. feel good too it was great yeah you feel yeah. like i'm an accomplished adult mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you see more um writing like in the future like after yeah yeah well i've been working on um I, another thing i've been doing and maybe it's a it's a it's a it can help someone else too is like i wanted i knew that i knew this was going to be a strong piece so i was like i have some other ideas let me develop let me get those written as well Mm-hmm. So, and during the time of the film being edited, I didn't do that either. So I'm like, I have all this time. So I went back and I, <clears throat> I want, I would like to see Augustus developed into a larger TV show format. So I'm working on that, like creating a Bible, which is very tedious. That's what I do to get back on that and do a revision. Um, and then I have, um, I wrote a, uh, an animated feature film that um, needs another pass, but I really like that one. And I wrote a pilot, um, yeah. Now the pilot I've been writing, the pilot I've been writing for, I'd say about maybe six, six months on and off. Um, but the, the, the film was new and I, and it's an idea, again, an idea that I've had for a long time and just kind of had the time to finally do it. So, so yeah. So yeah, I mean, because what well, I was saying that to say that like, you know, you get one good thing, they're like, well, what else you got? I'm like, well, funny you should ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have these, you know, I, cause I've been caught. I've been out there. I've been in those positions before and it's been like, Oh, what else do you have? I'm like, um, well, I got this idea, you know, it doesn't, it behooves you as a creator or if you're a multi-hyphen or whatever to be able to have all of your, um, have, have your ideas developed to a presentation point at least. Right. You know? So that, so that when you do have the opportunity, you don't lose the momentum behind that and people by waiting, you know, cause someone asks you for something like, Oh, I got to go, write it and writing as we know is not fast right <laughs> you know what i'm saying it would take two or three months to like develop something then they didn't moved on so you know mm-hmm. yeah so that's where i so that's what i've been doing i've just been using my time to, to just write and develop and really get ready to, to like to make moves you know have you seen i may destroy you on hbo yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yes perfect example perfect example you know I think I, she was out here like like a year two years ago I bet, a year two years ago we kind of run in the same circles, um, me on very different circles, but we, 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 no, I, 
Yeah. And I, and I saw her, I think it was during the time because she was out here like up in a cabin, just like banging out episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, man, it was like 10, it was a 10 episodes that season. That was a, that was a strong, that was a strong season, man. Oh, it's more. No, because 11 or 12. Yeah, it's not done yet. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was done. Like, yeah. I kept thinking it was done. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, there's, oh. So I think there's still oh, okay. one more. Oh, okay, I got to go back. I think back. it's like going to be 13 look. episodes. Yeah. Oh, shit. So you probably okay. got two waiting for you right now. Oh, perfect. I thought that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Because I looked at it and I was like, oh, that was it. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah. I wanted some more resolution mm-hmm. from the friend and all that. Yeah, yep. okay. All right, I got to go so back. It's just crazy because you're like, oh, yeah, I see that arc. Like, yeah. but you yeah, leave yeah. me wanting more and then. Yeah. But wait, but wait, there is one. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, but man, like, listen, these sisters out here, like her, Issa Rae, mm-hmm. like, because they have that, because I've always been an entrepreneur, that entrepreneurial mindset coupled with Hollywood, like, that's like, that's the, that's how you make it, bro. Whew. So Issa, she was really good friends with my first roommate in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so I used to know her back in the day. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about starting up a YouTube thing. Saw uh-huh. she was kind of doing her thing back then, yeah. but didn't. Or like yeah. I, I did like a couple yeah. of things yeah. back then. Yeah. But then like that's the flip side now is it's like, you know, we all go on our journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, no two journeys are going to be the same. Right. And so for me, like a few years ago, there was a part of me that was like sitting there. I don't want to say bitter, but like a little bit. Actually, it was like more afraid at the time, mm-hmm. like of even trying to come back and trying to like start auditioning again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got to tell you, like, because I went like I was like doing music for a while. And then I was like, mm-hmm. just just thinking I was just going to be managing bars and maybe opening mm-hmm. a bar mm-hmm. and nothing against like I'm I'm with you yeah. don't have to limit what you do. Um, however, I wasn't pr- pursuing the artistic thing as genuinely Mm-hmm. And so coming back was like the scariest thing mm-hmm. I ever did. Like in my mid thirties being like, oh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to yeah, <laughs> like now try it. But then yeah, it was like, like I had my uh, 20 year high school reunion last mm-hmm. summer and mm-hmm. it was the best feeling of like, I don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I know what like my purpose is. Right. And I'm going to live truthfully to my purpose. Yeah. Who knows the outcome, but right. it doesn't matter. Like it's yeah. that day to day. Yeah. Are you doing what you're supposed to do today? Yeah. And even all of that, man, it started the same way. Like, although, you know, like look at Issa, you look at, you know, Mike, Mike, Michaela. Yeah. I think so. Uh, you know, their stories are, very similar it's like and that early awkward black girl show was terrible i mean production wise it was terrible. i mean it was, you know like concepts was great but like as far as like because you know i think i think as well we get into this this thing of like it has to be perfect and right. it doesn't it's about no. you yeah we all understand looking at my phone it's not gonna be highly produced it's like this is we're looking at it for you you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah yep and I think that's a cool thing, though, also, is, like, knowing that also people are looking on the phones. Like, if you do things kind of for Instagram or TikTok or any, like, new thing that comes up, mm-hmm. there's a different, like, it's cool when there's, like, a feature film level of production 
right. for Instagram, but right. it's not necessary for right. Instagram, you know? Right. Like you look at it, you're like, oh, that was cool. But like the, I mean, what is that guy? This one guy, there's a couple guys on there that I follow who are like the comedy guys. And it's just like, they on there with a phone yeah. in, in Walmart. And I'm like, yeah. this is hilarious. This yep. is a hidden camera show. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm in, I don't even care. So yep. yeah, I, I, but I do feel like that's a, that's a, that's a trope of like Gen X. Like I'm Gen X. I think you're, you might be a little bit younger, but. I'm uh, like a exennial. Yeah. You're like, like the oldest. The in between. Yeah. I'm yeah. the oldest millennial. I'm kinda, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of there too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like coming from a world of, <clears throat> you know, we grew up in a time where there was like three networks where there was like four record labels and it was like, there were gatekeepers to all of the things that were like arts. Right. But now, like these, you know, Gen Z, millennials, like, fuck all that. Like, we gonna make this. It don't matter. Can yeah. I sing? Does it matter? No. Turn on the mic. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, like the it's just it's just different. And I think like getting past, getting past that, your own, getting out of your own way, basically. You know, yeah, getting out of your own way and creating. Just like this is the thing. And also, I think like having having the perspective of that, of both makes you a stronger artist. You know, I have the perspective of being. Of, 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 you know, well-produced things and also having a perspective, I can just turn on my camera and do whatever, you know, and people are going to fuck with it. Then you find that happy middle, middle ground, you know, to just mm-hmm. to get your work out. I've, yeah, because I've also, we've all seen this happen where a director has a brilliant, like, feature film, like, kind of mm-hmm. debut directing thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lowish budget movie, does mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. studio gives them all of this money for the next thing mm-hmm. and like the next things don't like it's like almost like they have too much money yeah. um dude telling you it's the same thing man you watch you know that phenomenon so that phenomenon i also i noticed in um you know you can see it in music right first album bang it mm-hmm. they get money they get happy <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the artist's like nah <laughs> you know and it's like you really I think it's, I, I don't even know what that is. I think it's really just like, like being able to, to really tap into what you want to say. And then like, when your circumstances change, like your the things you have to say change, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's a definitely an interesting phenomenon, but I, I, I get you. And I see it, I see it across, I see it across a lot of genres. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you still like, where do the culinary arts like still kind of, are those still involved in your? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what I do now, so I got into this area of food that is um, food manufacturing, um, and so I, having been all the time that I, you know, described it, like in New York, whatever. I've always been cooking. I'm always kind of cooking in the background. I have this dish, this mac and cheese, that people love. is a vegan macaroni and cheese. And when I was out here in LA a couple years ago. Uh, through a succession of introductions, I met this person who worked at Whole Foods who, and they happened to be looking for um, a vegan mac and cheese. And I was like, mm, okay, sure. So I go in and, and I um, I sample with them and they like it and they want to buy it. And then I have to figure out like how to make, you know, large quantities of food because I had never really done it at that level before. So um, I, 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 figured that out and I, I launched in Whole Foods on the West Coast. I'm in 63 stores out here. Well, we were on the hot bar. Now the hot bars are closed because right. But I do sell some retail packages to them now. Um, 
And so, but I don't, the, the great part about it is I don't have to do as much. Right. Like right. I don't cook, I don't do the cooking. I, I develop in my home and I develop yeah. recipes and formulas now. And I send those to, yep. you know, co-manufacturer and then they, <clears throat> they make it and whatnot. So, so that's where the food stuff is. And, um, Whole Foods has been my client for the past, like I said, a couple of years. I'm, I'm, you know, this year was all about expanding and working and bringing in new people, but obviously all that's on hold. Um, but what I'm able to do now is take all of the, the work that I did working in restaurants and creating daily specials and all that sort of stuff. And then pour it into this area of the food business where people can, I can, you know, I make a percentage, you know, you make like mm-hmm. a percentage of money off of your recipe and whatnot. And then I do less work. And that's really, and I, and I came from, that really came from like a couple of years ago when I was, you know, getting my life together. Um, and I was just like, well, what do I want to do? Like, how do I, you know, what, what is available to me? And, you know, intellectual property is one way that people gain wealth. A lot of, that's why, you know, musicians and people, you know, your Quincy Jones and people who, who not only have work, but own their work and, you know, can license it out for years and years. I was like, okay, well, what can I do that is in that realm? And the recipes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I started to focus on that and, you know, this is what's come of it. And I, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot more to go, but that because I want, is about building generational wealth, you know, like we yeah. can't at the end of the day, like that's part of my life plan as well. Like I want to be successful. I want to, you know, uh, I, you know, I want to have my TV show and I want to do all that sort of stuff. But thinking about, again, you go back to Michaela, you know, and that, that story that was floating around about how yeah. Netflix wanted to take a hundred percent of her royalties. And she was like, no, cause like, yeah, it's like, this is a good idea now and you'll have it forever. But what about my kids? And you saw her speech about that, right? I didn't see the speech. Ooh, no, I'll, I'll send that I'll to send you. It. It's, oh, please. it's fire. Like, it's it's like an hour long, like kind of like almost like a TED talk and it's to Mm. some industry panel, Mm -hmm. but it is just as entertaining as her show is. Oh, great. Her talking. Yeah. It's dope. Oh, I need to see this. It's so dope. Um, Because that's the thing that they don't tell you, you know, mm -hmm. that's the thing they don't tell you. And I think that, you know, these creators and these, especially these young black creators and people have some really brilliant ideas. And then you want to get on so bad. It's like, yeah, fucking, I'll sign it now. But it's not about just you, mm-hmm. you know? So you gonna, even if you don't have kids, it's about like you got nephews or you got or even a future generation, you know, you got to be able to put it back in the community in some way. I think. One of my mentors here in New York, um, she talks about this for actors. Like she really wants actors to, I'm trying to think of how she puts it exactly, but basically mm-hmm. she wants actors to, kind of figure out how to be financially independent of acting. Now it's mm-hmm. not to, in order to not getting exploited as an actor. Yes. So if you can figure out yes. and, and for actors to not just think of themselves as actors. So kind of mm-hmm. like everybody should be mm-hmm. multi-hyphenate human well, beings, they, period. Like, yeah, because we are, yeah. we are, you know, I, and I, and I agree with that. I think that, um, once you take the pressure off, right, of like, I got to get this job, I got to land it, then like, yeah. select different jobs or, or even, and then be okay, again, like live life outside of it. Like, yeah, it isn't just about getting on. That might be the name of my new book. <laughs> life ain't just about getting on. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But it's not, it's really not, you know, and, and actors are, I think, prime, the prime, prime suspects for that. 
just like mm-hmm. I just gotta uh, just like bro you gotta bring something to the role too from right <laughs> you know yeah and that yeah. goes like with all aspects of the industry like it's like mm-hmm. a lot of times actors and representation like it's like mm-hmm. you wanting representation but remembering they're representing you so a lot mm-hmm. of times the tables are turned to where it's like you're like oh i want representation and it's like you should want people who want to represent you like so Dude. you know what i mean like kind of yeah. putting the value back where Dude, it, a- where it always has been but like we devalue ourselves I can tell you a quick story about like how I learned that lesson definitively. Um, when I was first moved out here, um, I was I was still like driving Uber and stuff just for for money, mm-hmm. and um, and I would pick up I picked up this dude who was like he was like oh I'm a manager I was like I'm looking for a manager I engaged with him you know we talked I bugged this dude for like a couple of like a couple of months and then he finally was like you know all right I'll rep you this motherfucker didn't do shit mm-hmm. okay he ain't do nothing he come find he didn't really have clients this is this is this is when <laughs> this is when it, i knew it was bad he like took me out to lunch <laughs> and then he split the check he was like no you pay for your own shit. <laughs> i was like what <laughs> but but what happened was i booked i had like the best year of my commercial career when i picked him up mm-hmm. and that motherfucker got away with at least Fifteen thousand of my dollars, fifteen twenty thousand dollars off of work that I did, right? He ain't do yeah. shit. He ain't yeah. bringing nothing. I would bring stuff into him, but blah, he couldn't really do anything, right? Yeah. And you know, you get into that, and that's another thing to think about, right? Like you get into that, it's like, oh, I just, I just want to get in. I just want to get in. Let me get a manager just taking a check, and like, and they do this thing out here too, where like they'll have you like self tape for a role, and they won't even send it nowhere. Like, yeah, send me your self tape. I'll mm. submit it for you. And then they don't even send it nowhere. Or the casting is done, you know? But they just want to, sh- they perform that they're working for you. Right. You know? And so, yeah. So I'm just like, now I'm just like, well, nah. Yeah. Nah. It'll happen when it happens, you know? Are you represented right now? I do. I, well, yeah, I have, a, I have an agent and a manager now. Um, actually, I got my manager this year. Um, so we haven't really been able to do any work. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. She's, you know, she's excited. So that's always good. That's someone who's excited about you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like, again, they see that you're doing, I'm like, well, shit, you see that the movie's doing, what can you do to help this? Yeah. You know, like, how can you, you know, how can we, we build on these things? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yep. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um... No, I mean, I think we, I think we, we actually covered a lot of ground, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. It's, it's been good. It's been really good, man. Yeah. yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Um, so Augustus, um, people should check that out. Um, mm-hmm. That'll be, this will be out on Monday. So. Okay. Yeah. All week. Yeah. So yeah, it, we're playing at ABF, ABFF all week. Um, and you have, you'll, I'll send you all the links and stuff that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh man. that was one question i have for mm. you so like when you were writing that one because i've when i started writing stuff i was writing stuff for me and it started also with like one person shows mm-hmm. and lately i definitely there's definitely always a character who i'm kind of like this one's the most me but mm-hmm. all the characters are you are voices in my head yeah. yeah um but yeah but lately 
I've been writing in a way where it's like, yeah, I could definitely do that, but like, I'm not attached necessarily. Yeah. Like, how are you approaching the, that, like when you're thinking about writing these days? Well, so for instance, like the animated short that I, that I, or the animated feature that I wrote, um, <clears throat> I didn't really, I don't really see myself playing any of the roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> a lot of me, a lot of my perspectives are, are in it, you know, yeah, um, and I and I didn't and I actually I didn't write any of it in the rewrite. I'm going to focus on a couple of people who I think could play the roles, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and write from that perspective. But first, it was it was really interesting because it was really period purely about getting the story out. And was and this based on a real story or the 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 animated movie? The animated movie? Or, or what? Oh no, Augustus. 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 Augustus is based in, on real. Yes. Yeah, forgot to ask that because yeah. you were doing research for mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass and then you were yeah. doing research at the time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah it's, it's based on a real person for sure um, and real events, um, which is also an interesting area to, to work in too because when you work with historical facts, like it's, it's just source material. It's easier. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's been, and there's a lot of, a lot of untold black history <laughs> a lot of it mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. yeah man but no this was that that this has been good man um i've uh yeah it's fun reminiscing about my new york time <laughs> yeah no nah, it's good to catch up um yeah. i'll have to holler at you when i'm out in well <laughs> it's like yeah when mm-hmm. i'm out there and things are normal uh my yeah. brother's out in la now too okay um, he's been out there for a while he's been doing was doing the UCB thing. Oh yeah. Um, which all of that, everything's, everything's right. a big question mark right now, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I was in UCB. I, I did UCB out here for, for I thought I remembered that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I studied in New York too. And then out here I finished the program and just, um, I was on a, a sketch team, a house team for sketch. And then I had like a, I've been in a couple like improv teams out here too. It was fun. It was a big, good comedy scene out here. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Well, cool. Um, well, it's great talking to you. Yeah, um, do you have any final thoughts of wisdom uh, for people? Man, right if you if you got an idea, just figure out how to do it. That's all I can say, man. Just figure out how to do it because I think on the other side of that, there's people waiting to help you, and there are people waiting to hear what you have to say. You know, and I, I really feel like. People can talk themselves out of things for a lifetime, but just start doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Shay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm glad, uh, glad, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I saw, like, the trailer, yeah. um, and I'll watch the okay, film yeah. probably later. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, thank you. Thank you for putting that story out there. Absolutely, my man. All right. So, I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. Peace. So that was my conversation with Allende Howell talking about his short film, Augustus, which you can watch on the American Black Film Festival right now and vote as a fan favorite. Um, I started uh, editing that on my birthday, which was on Sunday. Um, This was supposed to come out yesterday, Monday, um, but there was a little bit of technical, a little more technical work than I had to do, but I wanted to make sure you could hear it all well. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, and I hope, hope I did a good job editing that. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you want to give me a birthday present, a late birthday present, go ahead. 
go to the links in the show notes and vote for that film. Um, as always, you could subscribe, rate, review, share the podcast. Um, hit me up on social. Let me know if you have any feedback. And also just keep doing your thing, whatever that is. Um, yeah, if you want to do something, make it happen. Just like Allende said. And he's doing it. I hope you're doing it. And I hope you have a great week ahead. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace. Peace.